Welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode number one. One, God damn it, let's do it. Finally, after two years, we're going to do this shit. Um, my name is Ed the Zombie. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Zero Cool Tucker. How's it going, buddy? Um, it's going good. It's going well. Having a great time today. It's, it's all good in the hood? It's all good, yeah, in the hood of fucking Oak Grove, Oregon. Well, you know how how things go yeah much yeah it's fine much like a shitty recording program that you try to use yeah that wants you to pay money that never works yeah that never works so anyways fuckers all right all right So, this is awful. Uh, this is goddamn awful. <laughs> the first time, the first, this is awful. The so first this. time we recorded, it was perfect. It was nice, a nice twenty-five minutes of us talking, and just got, yeah. You guys didn't know this. But this is the fifth time we started this. I think like the sixth attempt, maybe sixth, sixth time uh, starting this, uh, and the first one we got like thirty minutes deep, and the program was like, "Nope, fuck you guys." It was like, "No, not gonna do it." Do it. Not going to do it for you. Not going to do it for anybody. All right. So let's get into it, Chris. Okay. So let's talk about our backstories. Let's just give a little background on us to people who might not know who we are. Um, commies. Com- I know. Goddamn commies. My name's Ed. Uh, I've been I was born and bred in the L.A. County, Long Beach. Uh, all my Beach. life. Strong Beach. Um, been going, seeing the galaxy since 96, been a season ticket holder for 10 years with, with Lars. Um, my history with the galaxy, um, like, like I said, going to games since 96, one of my AYSO team names was galaxy juniors. Um, what else can I say? Been going s- pretty steadily since they opened up StubHub because it's five minutes from my house instead of. <laughs> An hour drive to Pasadena. Fat, lazy bastard. Hey, you know, you know how it is, man. Uh, 2005, I really started getting into the galaxy. Uh, right before we won the championship, which was, which was awesome. Me yeah. and my me and my buddy Diego coached um, youth soccer in Carson, so we'd get free tickets and sneak over to the ride squad section and have some shenanigans over in that corner. Yeah, for anybody uh, listening to this, like I, I swear to you, the original recording was significantly better. So much better. This is going so well. Let's let's not talk Which about is, how, let's not talk about how bad we think this is going. Let's let's just. But let's be honest. Like that's our history. <laughs> there was no way the first one was going to work. Oh, uh, it know just what? can't happen. Uh, no, no, no way. We sh- if anything, we should have we should have earmarked time for it fucking up, or as Joel would say, you fucking up, yeah. uh, and it not working out. But yeah. that, that's that was our bad. I mean, I'm pretty sure my gravestone is going to have. Here lies Ed Rodriguez. You fucked up. Yeah. No, if I if I die after you, your gravestone is gonna say, "Here lies Ed Rodriguez." But they're gonna have like a typo, and then they're gonna go and scrape it out just to highlight your your history of fuck ups. Yeah, it'll be like a, a, an S instead of a Z at the end of my name. There you go. Just something like small. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Chris. Hey, how you doing? Uh, how you doing? Uh, how you doing? Uh, I went to my first Galaxy game in 2006. It was against the Chicago Fire. Uh, joined Lars probably two weeks after that. Um, my first day with Lars was the, the 
Uh, oh God, I don't even remember the game. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, we had we had you know uh, I helped Ed and and Andrew and, and some other guys uh, lead Lars in 2010 till about 2014 or so. Um, you know we we did all the aspects really. Um, you know from painting TFO, designing TFO, working with merchandise design. Uh, helping to negotiate season ticket prices, negotiate security issues inside the stadium, uh, you know, just being a conduit, being a um, uh, a linking point between the supporters groups that we were in and uh, the front office and, and kind of how they decided to manage things um, on game days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fine we've, we've kind of dabbled our hands in every pretty much every aspect of Lars. Yeah. Um, you know, when Lars started really getting serious in back in like what oh eight? Yeah. When we started having actual positions and not having two, three Thanks. people do everything, every job. Yeah. I think uh it got a little more. Well, one serious. of the things we were talking about before one of the things we were talking about, well and by before I mean on the first recording, uh fuck. Was like as a as a way of introducing yourself, you know, favorite galaxy player, um, least liked galaxy player. And, and your favorite moment, like your number one galaxy moment you can recall. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's not a, an easy decision with favorite player. You know, you have your, your modern favorite players probably land in. But all time, <clears throat> you, you can't argue with, with Kobe, you know. Oh, I thought you were going to say Andrew Shue. Oh, yeah, no. Um, El Tanque is who I was actually going to go with. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I would have to say uh, least favorite. Least favorite player. I mean, skill wise, I'd have to go with with Alvaro Perez, the Buffalo. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're when your nickname is the Buffalo. Yeah, never. You should a not be a professional soccer player. Anything, anything, really. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's aspects of being a Buffalo that might be well, like a rugby. You should, be, you should only be a professional buffalo. Everything else doesn't make any sense. That's not a nickname that you give someone that you like. Yeah, no. And he, he really looked like a buffalo. His face was a face that only a mother would slap because she, he was so ugly. <laughs> yeah, awful. The Brazilian defensive midfielder not named Janinho. Yeah. Terrible. But I will, I will right off the bat go with the controversial pick. And I will have to say right now – my least like my least the player I least like is Jaime Pinedo. You speak, you speak English, right? I do. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes. Okay, just checking. But I was yeah, Jaime Pinedo. He he left us in a bad spot by demanding more money mid season. At a rough time, yeah. He kind of dicked us. <sighs> like he he really did, and he's and it's weird because he's he's remembered really fondly as a guy who left us in a really really bad spot. Yeah, but everyone everyone kind of sides with him on the whole thing, on the whole money mm. situation. But it's like, yeah, if, if it was like the beginning of a season where we yeah. had time to find somebody, yeah, I would have been like, well, okay, we, fine. We I did have time to find somebody. Didn't we find Donovan Ricketts? Oh, uh, God. But that's, yeah. that's on Jaime Pinedo. Like, you got to that's got to be part of his legacy, leaving oh, us in a spot where Donovan Ricketts is the best we can do. Yeah. I mean, Pineda was being Bishman was like, I need more money. And Bruce was like, huh, no. Yeah. 
And he, you don't get more money. What are you, an old European? You don't get more money. Yeah, Bruce was like, deuces, dude. You can bounce. Yeah. Like, we kept, we kept, uh, we've kept Leonardo longer than we were able to keep Jaime Pinedo. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Like, and he's my boy, but Brian Jordan was on the galaxy longer than Jaime Pinedo. Well, I mean, because he's so sexy, dude. I mean, it's, yeah, he's a gorgeous man. That's just fact. Happy birthday, Brian. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, as of, as of recording, this is Brian Jordan's birthday. Happy birthday, brother. Well, thank you for putting a timestamp on it. So now when this comes out in like three weeks, everyone will know how long it took us. Hey, bitch, you're the one who said happy birthday to him. That's a good point. Sorry, I smoked before we started this. <laughs> so I've had a couple beers and a little bit of weed. So answers might be a little off. All right. So I – oh, and, and also favorite moment. Yeah. Um, Holy shit. Is <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this is starting off very well. Favorite moment? Uh, the I mean, you can't decide between the MLS Cups. They're all like amazing in their own in their own right. Yeah. I, I but if I but you got to pick because it's favorite moment. If my favorite moment, honestly, it's not even one of the MLS Cups. It has to be Chris Klein's Super League goal. That bicycle kick was absolutely beautiful. I literally squirted some poo some poo out of my my shorts. Jesus I shit Christ. myself. It was but, so beautiful, and then we lost. <laughs> and then we lost, but we don't. I don't talk about that. I talk about you just that had goal. To, you had to walk home sad and shitty. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Everyone, that was everyone else's problem. Yeah, uh, my favorite player would. Uh, God, Eli Allen. No, um, that the dancing machine, man. The dancing machine, Eli Allen, man. Um, pride, the pride of Alaska. Um. No, my favorite player of all time would probably be, you know, Kobe is the safe kind of cop-out pick, but, I mean, he was so great. Oh, cop-out, come on. Yeah, I mean, well, look, he is. I mean, who doesn't say Kobe Jones? And then it's always a cop-out. Like, if you told someone Kobe Jones was your favorite player, no one's going to call you crazy. Like, the answer to that is always, yeah, that's fine. That's good. Because it's Kobe Jones. Like, there's no negative. Yeah, you're never going to question that. You no, know, yeah, and if you are, you're probably going to get smacked. Um, but it, it would, it would, it's going to be a tight race for me between Kobe and and Kevin Hartman. Um, oh, and if I'm picking Kevin. a, yeah, and if I'm picking a, a current player, it's it's AJ De La Garza, like by far. Oh yeah, that's uh, AJ, AJ is, is our boy. He's yeah, quickly creeping up that list for me of all time greats. Um, it, it, the guy's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, my least favorite player of all time, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at all. You will know it's uh, Eduardo Dominguez, the center back <laughs> from 2008. The man who, literally wasted like three hundred thousand so dollars. So much money. Uh, one of one of my favorite memories all time of of my friendship with Ed was when we got um we got really drunk and went to a reserve league game, and this guy was wearing a three piece suit, and it's just like it's this conversation of like how much how much money did we waste on this guy. I mean, he dresses really well, but I'd like him to at least, you know, maybe maybe you dress for maybe you dress for a reserve game at a minimum. You do something, uh, but yeah, oh, hated that guy. Absolutely hated him. This conversation is making me angry. I, I, yeah. I don't like it. Oh, I got an argument with Rodney on Facebook today uh, about Eduardo Dominguez, and he was like, "You should never, you should never hate someone who wore our colors." It's like, well, Chinga Chivas, Rodney. Yeah, Chinga Chivas, right? Okay. He's like, you should never hate someone who's worn our colors. It's like, well, if he was a piece of shit, I don't know what you expect from me. 
Yeah. Like you can't, it's not on me to like all these guys cause they, you know, they got a Jersey that they probably don't deserve or aren't good enough to wear. Um, but you know, whatever. And my, my favorite galaxy moment of all time. Uh, and that Klein bicycle goal was really nice. Uh, but it has to be celebrating with everyone and singing. We are the champions at the 2011 MLS cup final. Oh, uh, yeah. 30,000. 30,000 people in the stadium, you know, you had the the big stands over 138 uh, and it's raining and you're walking through and it's cold. And if, you know, it just, it felt, you felt the energy in the air, you know, of today's the day. And this is, this is it. And, you know, Beckham's finally going to get his and, you know, Robbie Keane's been here and, and is spearheading this attack and we're going to do it. Uh, and then we finally got over that, that, that hump and it, it, as much as 2009 hurt, like it really, it felt great. And it, it was just this moment to kind of bask in. So uh, it's sappy how I, how I feel about that game, but that's, that's definitely number one for me. No, I definitely agree. I mean, especially after that long drought of not winning the cup and then the, oh, yeah. the depressing, like nightmarish day that was MLS cup 2009. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about that because it's it's gonna <laughs> just make me want to cut myself, and yeah. that probably would. So what? Make, you, it'd make a good podcast. I, I would. I I give you that, but. Oh, well, we should do that one day. We'll do one special where it's like we're just gonna sit down, get where bombed, we, where we kill ourselves on a podcast, and talk about and talk about. Well, we have to talk about the whole trip from 2009. Oh yeah, we, like we can't just talk about that game. It has to be. We went. To, we were in Seattle for four or five days uh, before that game, of just absolute debauchery and 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 drunken shenanigans yeah we'll get into that yeah we'll have to have andrew on and we'll have to have john we'll have to have rigney on Riggs, for that yeah. one too um so yeah i mean that that cup moment was i mean hands down mm-hmm. probably one of the best times like everyone was together it, it just felt right it felt like this was going to be our night and especially after that year that yeah. was an amazing year yeah so one of the things as part of our intro was like you know, why for, for Ed, I mean, I guess you can answer this. There's no one else. <laughs> it's me and you, uh, you know, why we felt the need to do a, a galaxy and a, and a riot squad kind of centric or specific podcast. Oh man. I mean, it's been what, two years since we've seriously talked about doing a podcast. Oh yeah. At least. So for all the people who followed us on Twitter for the spirit of 96 podcast, we're sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> you sh- you should have come to expect it. Yeah, well, I mean, this is coming from from guys who are on the tenth number, like six or seven, to try and start a goddamn podcast. So actually, actually dedicated to this one. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm in trouble with my girlfriend right now. But yeah, actually dedicated to trying to get this one done. <laughs> yeah, that's, this has been a fucking nightmare from yeah from jump. Anyways, hey, let's pick it up. You're low energy. Ed. I'm low. All right. So all right. Um. You know, we we pretty dedicated Galaxy fans. We pretty dedicated Galaxy fans. It's, it's, That's the sentence you just heard from him, ladies and gentlemen. It's, we it's, pretty dedicated Galaxy fans. It's my Ebonics coming out. You know, Very nice. I'm hood, dude. I'm, I'm Long Beach hood. <laughs> I'm a Strong Beach, bro. Strong Beach, bro. Oh my god! Uh, Sorry, that was good. Dallas just won the U.S. Open Cup. Anyways, fuck them. Yeah, whatever. Could have been us. Just saying. I mean, could have been us. It's only four games, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. We were five minutes away. It's a great. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we're 
We're, we're, we're going to stop a, a, a quick, depressing interlude. Well, I mean, we, we, you know, we consider ourselves pretty genuine, you know, Galaxy fans. Like, we love this team through and through, no matter what. And um, we decided that, you know, there wasn't a kind of from the heart podcast about the Galaxy. Like, no bullshit. Just straight up talk about the Galaxy, good or bad. We're gonna we're gonna leave it all out there. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I think I think Gessman does a pretty good job of that. Oh yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. Gessman does a really good job of that. But I just don't want him mad at me. I'm just saying that so he doesn't yell at me tomorrow. You know, I I dig Gessman. I dig he he does what he does. But I think there is a portion of the fan base that would like it a little more un. What am I trying to say? Like an an adulterated version of what he does. Yeah. Like well, a little more. You know, adult. You're not, not going to hear Guessman say, "Oh, that's bullshit" on a podcast or call Adam Serrano a dick. You know. <laughs> I, I think Straight after Serrano. Three of the three of the four. Three of the four Fifteen minutes in, yeah. going after Serrano's neck. <laughs> three of the four. Three of the four recordings we did, I called you a dick at least three times. So I mean, that's true. You know. I called you when we fight when we switched to this. I think I called you Dick Stick to let you know I had your uh, your your Skype login. Exactly. So, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a fairly unbiased podcast for most, even though you know we are a galaxy centric podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we won't hold back and saying you know our team's looking like shit or it's play, great like great August. Shit. August was a piece of shit, oh, top so to bottom. So no bad. two ways about it. Uh, I don't care about. I don't care about how people are in training. August sucked. I don't give a shit about how people were in the locker room. August sucked. Um, I don't give a shit whether someone wanted to play their last international match. Don't give a shit. August was terrible. Um, it's just so funny, the contrast between the beginning of the season. Where it's weird. Why? I feel like this happens to us. We were getting all these players. We're getting Van Dam. We got De Jong. It's like, wow, this team's going to be unstoppable. This could be... You know, Arsenal was it 05? 02. 02? Was it 02? I think it's 02. Whatever. Who cares? Fuck Arsenal. Yeah, who cares? Uh, but, you know, that, but I, that undefeated team, you know, that, yeah. that Invincibles, you know, it's like, oh, that's this could be the year. Yeah. And I, I still think we would have had the quality to do it. Um, but, again, that's a tangent. We've I think we've left our point <laughs> for what we're looking to achieve. Yeah, shut up, Chris. Anyways, what did, why did you want to do a podcast? What was your reason behind wanting to start a podcast? My motivation? Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you if you follow me on Twitter at all, and I don't advise that you do, um, but I am extremely passionate about the galaxy, and, and sometimes that boils over. Uh, and I, you know, Ed and I have been talking about the galaxy for nine years now. I mean, pretty much since we met, we, you know, we'll sit down and have these long-winded you know, conversations about where we think the club's going or the history of the team or our top five, this or that. And it would have been nice. You know, once I moved, I moved up to Oregon about a year or so ago. Once I moved, I I missed having those conversations. And so this is, uh, for me, this is a way to keep having my, you know, weekly conversation with my friend about, uh, about this team that we love. Uh, so that's chiefly what I'm trying to get out of this. And so far, it's it's worked. We've talked for fucking hour and a half, and we've got twenty. We got like twenty minutes of recording. We but. got a solid twenty minutes that no one will ever hear. Yeah. Oh yeah, a minimum. So <laughs> you know, it's it's that's mostly what I want. I want a podcast that, with no disrespect to Guessman at all, 
I want a podcast that is something I would have wanted to listen to if someone else made it. And even, you know, even in making a podcast ourselves and, and battling for people's time to kind of listen to these things, I encourage every person who's listening to this to make their own podcast about the galaxy and talk about the thing you love and, and, you know, uh, create more content for other fans like yourselves who would, you know, really want to hear it. But, but everyone listen to us though. Is that what yeah, saying? but listen to us. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, listen yeah. to us. That's, that's the chief. That's the chief. All right. So moving on, we're going to head into talking about this past weekend's game against Orlando. Yeah. Um, you know, skipping over the obvious for right now, but let's, uh, let's go over the game. What, you, what were your thoughts about this game? Um, I like winning. <laughs> winning is, again it's kind of, it's is kind of awesome. Fun. It's kind of fun. Right? Yeah. Uh, I like winning. I like beating Orlando because it seems like their fans have had a bit of a history so far of causing trouble. Um, I liked how – go ahead. Their fan base that came out to travel this Sunday were called the Ruckus. So. Oh, well. You got, you got to bring the Ruckus, son. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I just I, I saw in the lead up to the game prior to Landon's announcement, it was it was so much uh, it was so geared towards Kaka and you know oh okay, the Galaxy's playing Kaka and call me spoiled, call me as you know a, a biased Galaxy fan. I like being the center of attention, and the idea that that this guy is is going to come in and is stealing the limelight. You know, I don't give a fuck who he is. You haven't won an MLS Cup yet, and that's really the only trophy I care about. Um, so it, it, you know I. I like beating. I like beating everyone, but I especially like beating the teams that are trying to spend a bit of money and and, and try to show us up as far as being the big time in this league. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was amazing. You know what a transformation that this team's had in the last week. You know, considering that that RSL tie. I mean, it, it was a little disappointing, but still getting a point away after that terrible, terrible mm-hmm. month long stretch of not having a win in I think it was like six or seven games or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a better, it's been a better transition into playing without Robbie, playing without Gerard, playing without Zardes, considering those yeah. guys are out and we scored seven goals. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Keen's back this last game, but you know, seven goals in the last two games is, is not bad. Not at all. And you got, and then it, you got, contrib- got contributions from, from guys like Rafa Garcia stepping up in that in that center mid position, he, he, mm-hmm. dude, he played Kaká out of that game. That was amazing. Yeah. Oh, he owned him. And well, the other thing that was, was you know made the win really important was the if if we have any hope of the supporter shield, which uh, I'm not very positive of. Uh, I'm not very positive for. I hope we do it. It's possible. We're going to go over you know the future schedule uh, uh, come, for the games coming up, but in a, in a little bit, but. We had great results that weekend. We had to we had to win that game. Period. Uh, uh, Colorado beat Dallas, which you know helped us gain some some ground. Portland beat RSL, which helped us cement second place. Uh, Seattle and San Jose, who both needed uh, a win to try to squeak into the playoffs, uh, drew each other, and that doesn't really have anything to do with our position. But fuck both of those teams. And the idea that they have managed to screw each other out of the playoffs is just makes me so happy. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's just, yeah, it's great. It's always nice to see people you don't like do bad. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's my it's my sound app. You don't like it? <laughs> oh my god, that was incredible. <laughs> I have this. I have, I have this one too. 
Oh, that Diego sound. That's going to yeah. come in later. Um, but, you know, we had a lot yes, of good results. Yes, there will be sound effects. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, there will, yeah it's coming. Yeah. Lasers. Uh, we had a lot of good results that weekend, and, and it was necessary that we won, and it was great to see the team step up, um, knowing that it, the position we were in and how we could gain some ground. Um, and even though we went down early, and I can just tell you, I was certainly ready to throw the towel in uh, relatively quick into the game. Uh, we were able to, you know, come back and hit them real, real hard, and then, you know, fell asleep late and gave up that, that goal that would have helped our goal differential a little bit. But uh, overall, you know, it's it's really tough to find a fault in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I not really worried about the, the goal differential. I mean, we're so far ahead from, I think, everybody, most teams at least. I'm not too mm. worried about that. We, I mean, we kind of went on a rampage in the beginning of the season with scoring, like, crazy amount of goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I just like the contribu- contributions from, from, you know, the – the depth that we had on this team, you know, the, the Mendiolas, the, the Rafa Garcias, you know, Alan Gordon just busting his ass the whole game. That, I love that, that just, man. I, I love that guy. He just, I love that man so much. You know, and, <laughs> it's and crazy. The, the skill, obviously, you know, it's, it's Alan Gordon. It's, I love the guy, but you know, he's not the most skilled player up top, no. but that, God, but he does a job. God damn. He just, he just gives heart, man. It's just hundred yeah. percent heart. And that's it. Like he does, he has, limited skills uh, as a soccer player, uh, even at an MLS level at this point, but that's not what he brings to the table. He brings the emotion, he brings the passion and he brings a guy. He's a guy that will put his body on the line without second guessing it. If it's going to help the galaxy. And that's, that's what you want. That's what you want out of someone who's at least going to have a, a limited skill set and be, you know, second, third, or fourth down on your your depth chart. He puts his body on the line and also his teammates' bodies after the goal celebrations. Yeah, it's great. I can't, I can't believe people still go up to celebrate with that guy. You know, it's it's passion, dude. So you, in the heat of the moment, I mean, Keen would have been like, "Don't do it." Yeah, Keen would have been like, "Don't, don't touch me." Don't do it. Yeah. But you know, but Van, it was it was Van Dam and then Gordon just coming together. You just felt the shock wave. Yeah. Now, now, can we talk about the really great moment? Let's let's talk about the, the let's talk about the best best news you've had this year. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Ugh. There was that beautiful moment where where we got a trivia question that I think you know in the long-standing future of the galaxy, there will always be this trivia question. At least in my mind, who is the player that got subbed out for Landon Donovan when he came back? Is that what, is that the trivia question that's gonna? Pop that would be the trivia question. And like the trivial pursuit galaxy version? Yeah. Oh yeah. Raul Mendiola subbed out for Lane and Donovan. Where I were mean, you, where were you when you found out Donovan was coming back? I was I was podcasting with Sean Stefan, uh, who fucked that recording up, so you'll never hear that. Um, which is good because we ended it really, really abruptly because I I needed to verify that Lyndon had actually came back and was actually coming back to, to play full time and, and be invested and, you know, was lacing them up again. Uh, that's where, that's where I was reading Twitter, uh, screaming and shrieking like a, a school child. Where were you? I was in bed. I, that's when the first tweet came up. I had to go to work Okay. and I literally did not, I got to work and then didn't do anything for like an hour and a half, like an hour because I was just tweeting, retweeting yeah. Like Google searching and trying to find out is it happening? Is it really happening? And then yeah. finally getting confirmations from from like big sources. You're like, holy shit, this is happening. 
it's still kind of hard to believe. I mean, I, I had gotten, I was going, it's a, it's a whole, it was a whole process, but I got to the point where I was ready to say bye to Landon at long after he was gone, of course, but I had gotten used to the idea of the galaxy moving on without him. And it was, it was obviously sad when he retired. Um, Cause you know what, but then he just seems like so happy away from the field. Yeah, he seemed ready to go. It seemed like he seemed, he it seemed like it was time. time for him to leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good time to go. You know, winning, you know, the cup. You know, go then he on goes top. on. You know, gets married, has the kid, mm-hmm. and it, you just genuinely see him very happy. And I was like, okay, you know, I never, I never, never in a million years, I would have been like, I bet you he's coming back one day. Yeah, I couldn't. I wouldn't guess that. Never would have guessed it. I don't think anyone did. But how great was it? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was but it's amazing. like, I, that's something I'm perfectly, I, and I, if you guys keep listening to this, uh, you'll learn that I, I hate to be wrong and I rarely admit when I'm wrong. And I, I got to work on that. But uh, that's something I would take being wrong about every day of the week. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Like Landon Donovan coming back to the galaxy. Imme- I hopped on Twitter immediately and, and tweeted uh, Kobe Jones and was like, come on, Kobe, you're next. Announce you're coming out. Yeah, I, see, you know? I, I saw a couple of those tweets Kevin, of telling uh, Kobe to come. Kevin Hartman, you're on deck. Let's go. Yeah. Landon lost his uh, Landon lost his man on that second goal. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you know, forgive it. You know, yeah. I mean, he yeah, hasn't played Landon in two years. I mean, I, I, I didn't even suspect him even to play in this game. I literally told a friend of mine, I said, the only way he plays in this game is if we're up 4-0, 4-1, and it's going to be like mm-hmm. 10, 5, five ten minutes. Yeah. And that's exa- almost said, exactly almost what happened. Almost exactly what happened. I was like, oh, I'm Nostra dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was so great. And, you know, it's it's nice to have him back. And hopefully he stays past this year. Um, I don't really think he, based on the quotes I'm hearing, I, I don't really think he will. He seemed to have hate training in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why he came out, you know, why he came at, at, as late as he could, uh, and after all the summer training and all that. Um, but you know, hopefully he sticks around for another year. I don't know what the financial ramifications of it would be, but it, it's always nice to have that guy around the around the, the stadium. Yeah, you know what? I, I I don't think if he stays around after this year. I mean, I would hate to see what his price tag is. Yeah, that's what's worrisome is the money. Because I feel like he would probably have a pretty high price that we'd have to pay. And, and as much as I love landing, uh, I mean, you got to try to spend that on something that's going to be better for our future, especially yeah. in the coming years. Well, especially given this, this, this upcoming offseason could be a decent rebuilding year. Yeah. We're definitely having Jared go. We're probably having Keen go. We might have Robbie go. Um, you know, not quite sure, but we, we certainly have a few players that if they retired, I don't think anyone would be all that surprised. Um, you know, hopefully Ashley Cole comes back, but him retiring wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility. I thought Badger Husidic was going to retire last year. Uh, Jeff Lorenowitz could retire at any point. I don't think anyone would be all that surprised. McGee, Gordon could both retire. I don't think anyone would be all that surprised. Um, it, it could be a, a pretty important rebuilding year. So spending a healthy chunk of money on one player and that one player being someone who retired for a year and a half, even if it's landed in, uh, definitely seems like a stretch, mm-hmm. but you know, 
I trust Bruce, you know, I guess, I, you know, I, I, I was arguing with someone on Facebook today about, they were like, Oh, Bruce has never made a bad move. It's like, really? One Pablo Anjo designated player. Uh, argument concluded. Yeah, but I mean, we that's the end of, of the argument. We kind of all <laughs> really loved that move at the beginning. Sure, I can pick another one. Carlo Cudicini work for you? Uh, that's that. I can. I give you that one. I can give you that. Colin one. Colin Clark. That eh. work for you? Eh. Really? Really? Eh. Really? How much of a bad move was it? Like, what? What did he cost? Uh, he was awful. Yeah, but I don't saying, know how much his money was. I mean, Cudicini cost us like a lot of money. Cudicini was expensive. Yeah, it was expensive. And arguably, I mean, I put up a poll the other day whether uh, for who the worst Galaxy goalkeeper of all time was. And I think 60 or 70 people uh, voted on it. And Carlo Cudicini came away with 76%. I had Cudicini, Wicks, and, uh, and Steve Cronin on there. Uh, if you don't remember Josh Wicks, look him up. But uh, Steve Cronin, Wicks, and Cudicini, and Cudicini won uh, with seventy six percent, like going down as the worst goalkeeper we've ever had. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that's not and a high percent. And expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I had I had Cronin. He, I thought he was really bad, but it's kind of unfair given the defense uh, Steve Cronin had in front of him versus you know what Cudicini had. Um, yeah, but you know. All right, so we have. I don't know, but we've made some moves. We've definitely made some rough moves with when we have a chance to spend some money. Oh yeah, it's you know what, and that's the thing is, who knows if even Bruce comes back after this year? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've you know, there's that's, there's definitely rumors going around that he may not come back. You know, he's he's kind of hinted the last like year saying, oh, you know, who knows what happens, da da da. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I. I don't even know. Hopefully, I mean there there are times I I kind of want him to press on, maybe stay in a GM role full time. That'd uh, be great. I think I think if we want to you know be successful leading forward, and he wants to stay with the club, I think him being the general manager will keep us you know ahead of all the other clubs because Bruce just knows the league so well. He knows all the bullshit rules and like backwards dealing he can he can do mm-hmm. and the backroom dealings. And the loopholes to find out, you know, if we can get certain players and no one else well, in the, the league knows that better than The me. one question with, with Bruce is for anyone who is ever like, oh, it's Bruce needs to go fire Bruce. Um, who are you realistically replacing that guy with? Like being real. I mean, uh, yeah, I can understand, you know, you have your moments where you don't like him or you don't like the, the way we play the game or, or the style of play or if we're shooting too much or not enough for the analyst, uh, analyst assholes out there. Um, but if we're firing Bruce Arena, I, I, I don't know the coach we're replacing him with. I mean, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it would be Ziggy Schmidt at this point, um, but I'm not sure I want to go back there. Uh, Bruce right now is the best available. And as long as that guy is willing to stay, uh, you kind of got to keep him. Oh yeah. I mean, he's kind of like, you know, the linchpin of, of the whole team. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. to be fair, it's, there's no one in this league who knows the this league backwards in and out MLS rules as much as he, he does. Yeah. And he's the know, best at it by far. Oh yeah. By far. Oh yeah. Like I, I can't. Oh, that sounded gross. I feel sorry for anyone who just had to hear you make that sound. Oh, That's going to be my new text message tone of you going. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's just my. It's my O face on the radio. It's your G face. Yeah. 
All right, so let's let's move on from Bruce. So I, I wrote down um, the the schedule and the points and where we're at with Dallas as far as a potential uh, supporter shield. Uh, I mean, Dallas it's, is. It's looking ahead. like we kind of just have to win out, basically, right? Pretty much. My understanding. Well, the, the most the most important part for us is we still have two games against Dallas. Um, we have a, a home and a, a home and away leg. We play Dallas currently has fifty one points. We have forty seven. Both teams are even with twenty nine games played, but uh, Dallas has two Champions League games, um, and one of which is away in Guatemala right before they go away to us uh, for the last game of the season. So the I, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name of the team they're playing. Um, look them up if you're all that interested. I can't imagine that you are. Um, but the team that they're playing is a 1,700-mile flight from um, Toyota Park or whatever it's called, uh, where, where FC Dallas play. So they'll have a 15 or 1,700-mile flight there and a 1,700-mile flight back three days before they play us on the last game of the season. If we win away or if we win away to Dallas, um, I think there's a very strong possibility we can win the supporter shield. Uh, we have in order sporting Kansas city away, Seattle at home, FC Dallas away, uh, Houston away. Uh, and then Dallas again at home. Uh, Dallas has, uh, NYC FC away, RSL at home, whatever the name of that Guatemalan team at home. Uh, they play the Galaxy at home. Uh, they play Seattle at home, which is a nice little little break for them, uh, a little homestand. Then they go away to the Guatemalan team, and then they end the season going away to us. So looking at it straight up, we have a game with them halfway through the remainder of all of their matches. If we win that, there's no excuse for us to not bring that game uh, home. And and you know, kind of knock it all out. So you're not even considering that Colorado has two games on hand on both of us, us no. and Dallas that they're not going to win. No. no, it's us. It's us or Dallas. I don't believe in. I don't believe in the games in uh, game in hands. Like if you have them, that's great. You need to go win them, and once you win them, we can discuss where you're at. Mm. But particularly in this league, I think it happened to RSL a couple years ago. They had something like five games in hand on us uh, going into you know to real real growing part of the season and they managed to blow most of them fell well short. Couldn't, couldn't touch us near the supporter shield. Um, I think Colorado can do the same thing. And, and if they win it, then we'll reassess from there. But I think it's a, a two horse race with us and, uh, FC Dallas. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I still, I'm, I'm not convinced. I, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, considering that what, that we can win it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I think we get into playoffs. If we get into a playoff position, I think Bruce might might play the, the, the bench a little more to give the guys who are coming back from injuries a little more time to rest and so yeah. I, I don't I don't see us uh, trying for that supporter shield. Well much. being an older team being an older team there's a lot of importance on staying home as much as we can. True. Definitely. Minimizing the travel. For, for someone like Steven Gerrard, minimizing the travel for Keane, Cole, Laurentowicz, Baggio, like all the players we had just named who, who could potentially retire. Um, as long of a homestand as possible, you know, the absolute best. And obviously, at the end of the day, Supporter Shield is a, is a ticket into um, MLS Cup, or not MLS Cup, but a ticket into a, a buy for, for the playoffs, uh, home field advantage. And win the Supporter Shield, make it to the Cup, 
and you host it, uh, we, we've got a pretty good recent history of that. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty important. Yeah. So far, so far it's been pretty good. Um, so, it, you know, it's of the absolute importance that we, we figure out a way. And I, I think Bruce has definitely knows that we figure out a way to win these games. So all of the older guys don't have to travel so much. Yeah. And, you know, and it's definitely, we're seeing signs of that, you know, late season push mm-hmm. that most MLS cup winning teams have had. I figured out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're doing it a little later than we usually do. Yeah. But you know what? You know, better late than never, I guess, you know. I'll take it. I mean, I'd rather they get hot at this period, you know, than, than cool down. But like seven games left, we finally start kind of pulling shit together. Uh, it, it makes me a little worried. But at every game, it seems, at least recently, it seems like we're we're kind of pulling it together and, and figuring some shit out. So I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Not awful. Yeah, not awful by a stretch. Definitely. So today they announced that uh, they have the schedule for the expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, the the expansion draft for Atlanta and Minnesota were set today. Uh, it's supposed to be 12-16, uh, so December. Uh, according to Grant Wall, a bunch of the, the general managers were kind of pissed off uh, because it's it's being announced so late in typical MLS fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of screws up their plans, but at least the league helped them out a little bit by making it so um, each team – uh, Minnesota and Atlanta will only be selecting five players, um, which they used to get 10 total of 10, 10 each, and yeah. Uh, yeah, 10 each. And uh, one player gets selected. Once one player gets selected from your team, doesn't matter whether Minnesota or Atlanta take them. The rest of your players are locked um, and can't be selected. So at a, at a maximum, we'll lose one player. Uh, I think it's possible Bruce has always seemed pretty good at this. I think it's possible somehow, again, we will get out of an expansion draft without losing a player. That's that's my guess. I mean, it's pretty funny that we haven't had a player chosen since 2009. Migliorazzi, right? Stefani Migliorazzi. Stefani Migliorazzi. I think yeah. Bruce makes backroom deals. It's got to it's be it's the gotta deal. Be. <laughs> it's got to be it. You can't go three MLS Cups and not have... One of your players taken in a, in a, one of these expansions. No, let's yeah. put on let's put so on the our, teams. Will- let's put on our tinfoil hats and and call the conspiracy that is Bruce making backroom deals for these expansions. Oh, I'm cool with that. I'm sure some asshole like uh, Ted Westerfeld's gonna gonna have his hat on anyway. So, um, so the teams are selecting 11 players. Uh, those are the players that are protected. Uh, I did lift a quote from Grant Wall's article about it at uh, Planet Football. Uh, he says generation Adidas players uh, who do not graduate from the program at the end of the season and homegrown players on a club's supplemental or reserve roster uh, will not be eligible for selection in the expansion draft. I have no idea what that means. Um, I assume in MLS lingo is if, if they're playing for galaxy two, they're probably fine. Yeah. Um, you know, but if it's a homegrown player that's playing on the first team and is taking a first team roster spot, they're probably going to get picked. Um, I really have no idea. Uh, MLS's rules don't make any sense to me. Yeah, and I'm almost at a. It's weird. I'm almost at a point where I don't care to learn them. Well, even if you learn them, MLS can just kind of change them willy nilly. Yeah. Well, what's great is two things are great. I like that I got you just said the the term willy nilly in a podcast. Yeah, I'm like two things are great. You just said the phrase willy nilly. (laughs) Um, 
But MLS doesn't say that they changed the rules. They say these rules have always been there. We just didn't tell you about them. Right. Like, that's that's my favorite part of MLS. They're like, well, you couldn't have known that we changed the rule. You had no clue what the rule was. Mm Mm-hmm. So... But that's that's that, it has that, nothing to do with them. Drive. It has nothing to do with them trying to make advantage for MLS to do things that are change shit as it goes along. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be but, fair, it, it in a lot of the cases it's in favor of our team. So I'm not I'm not gonna crap on it. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're talking about. Me either. I know. I know New York. I know we have three designated players because New York could get two. Yep. Um, but you know, I know that we suddenly skip over the allocation order so that Seattle can sign Clint Dempsey. But yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, we get uh, we get shit talked for being the team that the league, you know, hands over anything that we want. But then mm-hmm. you get teams like Seattle and New York City FC, yeah, that you know benefit from any rule change that MLS makes. But Hold on, every team in this league benefits from the rule changes that MLS makes. The better things are for us the better they are for everyone else. Yeah, you know, it's not our fault that our owners aren't Robert Kraft and don't give yeah. a shit about... First off, you're you're lucky. You're lucky the Galaxy still play in America so that you have a team to support. Yeah. So you have a league to support. We are your league. You grow because of us. You're welcome. You're welcome. America. <laughs> I want to play the national anthem behind that. <laughs> so oh, someone then can, I might, so someone can kneel. Yeah, I was like, then I might sit. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Um, oh man, hot also, button, hot button, dude, hot button, hot button issues. Yeah, oh, we gotta stay away from them. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, uh, it's alleged. I guess they haven't made it official yet, but it looks like the combine, uh, the MLS combine, will be moving from Florida to Great Southern California. Um, with the combine coming, it would appear to be January thirteenth of next season of next year, rather um, with the super draft uh, taking place. Hold on. That can't be possible. Um, the combine is going to move to Los Angeles. The super draft will take place on January 13th. Okay. Um, and in here in reading about that, I was wondering, is like, is there, is there a need for a super draft anymore? Um, like, why are we still doing this? New York actively doesn't take part in it. Bruce arena seems to not care about it at all. Well, I mean, you have the emergence of the, you know, the secondary teams, mm-hmm. the reserve teams slash, you know, Galaxy 2s, Portland 2s, blah, 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 whatever. It's becoming less and less needed. Yeah. But you still have guys that are starting for our first team that have come from the, the draft. Like, you know, your Daniel Sturr is. Yeah. I mean. Wait. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Stairs came from a draft. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm not even. Ignore I'm not that. even sure. Ignore that. I'm not that's, that's even gonna sure get edited, that's the case. That's going to get edited out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like Stairs. I Stairs played at Seattle for a while. Like I don't think he came through a draft. Yeah, but you see, I was I was a good partner. Like I immediately went and supported it before I totally, thrashed dude. it. To see, that's why. That's why you know, you're my boy, dude. So I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help. Because no matter what inane wrong bullshit I'll say, you're like yeah. Yeah, that's right. Holy shit! So I just I just went to Steris's uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, he was drafted in twenty in the twenty twelve supplemental draft by Chivas USA. Holy shit! And somehow managed to not earn a contract with them. So I'm kind of right. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, then he ended up get, <laughs> going to Seattle in the waiver draft. 
So it seems like you're not. Well, I guess you're kind of right. Yeah, he did. He came through the draft, but boom, technicalities. Just way possible. Yeah, you would still be a virgin if not for technicalities. Hey, um, hey what's up? And so that's 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 kind of the news on on uh, on the super draft and the expansion draft. In as much as we're willing to dedicate time to it, um, the next the next little topic I had was I got an argument with somebody today uh, on Twitter. Oh, as that's... as I usually do. What? You got an <laughs> argument on Twitter? What? <laughs> I wasn't even being a dick this time. Um, Bullshit. But he brought up, he's a Houston Dynamo fan who follows me. Yeah, boy. And yeah. Uh, but actually, a, a pretty reasonable person uh, overall, uh, outside of being a Dynamo fan. And he had commented that we have players that come to the Galaxy just for the money. They're not here for MLS. They're not here for. You know what it means to play for the Galaxy. They're not here to you know boost U.S. soccer or the interest in in Major League Soccer or U.S. soccer. They're just here for the money. And I said, okay, well, you know, give me give me some examples. I'm always up for a good conversation about about the Galaxy and about soccer. And so, of course, he leads off with Steven Gerrard. He goes, oh, he's a, he spent his whole life at Liverpool, one club man. He manages, you know, the Galaxy pry him away from from uh, England, pry him away from Liverpool, goes to the richest team in the in the country, and I said, uh, okay, well I'll give you Gerard, not because of the Liverpool thing, not because of the big money thing, but because he has since playing on the Galaxy, he's come out and say he would love to still be playing for Liverpool, and uh, uh, would love to specifically be paying playing for a uh, uh, Klopp, uh, Liverpool's current manager. So it's like I'll give you that one. Not a big fan of that guy anyway, so you can have him. And then he goes, Robbie Keane. He goes, he's a decent Premier League striker. He still had years left. He came over to uh, to the Galaxy to make big money. I was like, okay. Uh, well, as far as not wanting to be here, why is he signed like four extensions? Why why is he currently trying to get a designated player contract? For, for someone who doesn't want to be in Major League Soccer, who doesn't want to be in MLS. No response, of course. Yeah. So then he goes, Giovanni Dos Santos. And this is what really kind of kind of perked my attention. He goes, he was a high-potential Mexican center forward playing in Spain and England. Left left uh, Europe to come play in Major League Soccer, uh, to, to go to the richest team in the league and, and make big money. And what, what perked my interest about this was, is there is there this sentiment in Major League Soccer that if someone of note is willing to come to you, they can't want the league, they can't want the team, they can't want the city, they have to be taking a step down. Like why why is there this mentality of well our league isn't good enough? Well, yeah, it's 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 an inferiority complex that's still prevalent in U.S. soccer. It's strange. Like I thought we had gotten past that. And maybe it's being a Galaxy fan where, you know, I obviously have a very high opinion of, of our team and our club um, that makes it makes it so I don't think that way anymore. And then I thought about Houston and and kind of their fortunes and how they, you know, they won some championships, but they still spend DP money on on uh, on Kubo Torres. They spent DP money on that Honduran that didn't really it was a Carlo Costley didn't do anything. When you look around the rest of the league, a lot of them are still not really doing anything. And if they're signing someone, it's someone who's probably showing up for a big paycheck and outside of that doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, and you know what, to be, to be fair, <coughs> if you're someone of some notoriety and is coming mm-hmm. to 
play in MLS, mm-hmm. the teams you know about are L.A., New York. Yeah. Seattle? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you've heard of them. Outside of that, it's, that's just the if truth. they're going to spend money, yeah, if they're going to spend money, then yeah, I'll go to them. But, I, you know, probably don't give that much of a shit. Or, you know, the team's going to spend money because you, which was an, an older, like, MLS 2.0 kind of thing. You know, you fit a ethnic group that's prevalent in this area. The pandering. The pa- you know, well, let's not say we don't do it. Uh, no. We're, you definitely can't say we don't do it. We have smart executives that know what they're doing mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah, but, you know, with G- Geo in particular is obviously who we're talking about. We found a way to get extremely high performance, extremely high performance, uh, and ticket sales and jersey sales and attention drawn to the team. Um, but that underlying, lately anyway, that underlying um, solid performance week in and week out, lately. Yeah, you know, it's... <sighs> It's the idea of of getting a player in Southern California, you know, mm-hmm. that'll draw a crowd. I mean, when's the last time we've had a high-profile player from Mexico? Us? Yeah. Uh, Jorge Campos? Yeah, that's what, you know. <laughs> I was like, high-profile in Mexican? And, I mean, I think that's been a, a, criticize, a, a, a criticism of the team mm-hmm. since then. But, I mean, to be fair, you know, you have the guys who are, you know, Mexican are going to play in the Mexican League, which pay a shit ton more than they would have if they played in MLS. Yeah, unless they're a big-name player, unless unless they're they're a national team player. You know, you hear grumblings of of some, you know, of the old, not older, but, you know, of the later generation Mexicans who are going to make the jump to MLS, and you see that starting to happen a little bit now that, MLS's profile is raising and you have mm-hmm. more big money owners coming into the league, but it seems to be getting younger. Yeah. I mean, you still get, I mean, you'll get like the Guardado Guardados of, there you, go. you know, of that caliber. That Guardado. 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 But no, you had, you had a, uh, what's his name? Um, Javier Hernandez talking about uh, a very legitimate offer from Orlando. Um, to come to MLS and how MLS is becoming an increasingly alluring. Um, you have the Guardado to Atlanta rumors and I know I'm not pronouncing that right. And I don't care. Shut up, babes. Um, and then you had the galaxy who had been chasing geo for, you know, at least let's say three years to be conservative and finally kind of pulling the trigger on that and making that happen. Um, you know, you, the interest is there and I think the money is there. Uh, I don't think it's fair to say someone like Gio doesn't care about the galaxy or care about Los Angeles um, just because he wasn't willing to keep wasting time in England um, or attempting to prove himself in the Premier League. Uh, it's it's this mentality that some of the other teams in MLS really need to find a way to get out of their head uh, to help the league kind of move forward. Yeah, I mean, and you still have the MLS... 1.0, 2.0 owners who mm-hmm. who still see it as just a way to write it off in the yeah. end of the year. Yeah. You have the Robert Crafts who don't give a shit about New England. Although spending more money lately. So, you know what? To be fair, that's true. 
spending more money in the last couple of years. But look how long it's taken you. Yeah. And even then, it's like, eh. I, I mean, you're, you're not going to see. You're, you're not going to see You're spending big money on Kai Kamara. Like that's what that's your big money side. And Juan Agudelo. Yeah. Like it's it's big, but it's 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 big for you. Before we get out of here, if you still had uh, some time, yeah, um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter and some social media um, with Geo having one Player of the Week, um, whether he's you know in the running for for MVP um, for the season, which seems for me like a stretch. But I, I was wondering what you thought about that. You can't have an MVP run from a guy who's played well for about two months out of the season. It seems like that. Um, but uh, this goes back to our whole big players in MLS thing, you know, big names. Yeah. We yeah. have to find a way. Yeah. Cause I ran, I looked at the stats really quick. Um, Geo has in 25 games played, he has 14 goals uh, from what I could see. And I, I could be wrong. 14 goals, four assists and 53 shots. Um, he has scored seven of those goals in the last four weeks in which we've had seven games. Uh, he scored seven goals, four weeks. Giovinco, uh, on the other hand, who seems to be kind of the consensus, uh, favorite again <laughs> is 26 goal- games played 16 goals, 13 assists and 162 shots. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, they're going to go with, which they usually do in the voting, mm-hmm. is the player who scores the most amount of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of just how the consensus of MLS works. The hive minds of uh, the voting heads and all that, they, they usually yeah. um, will vote for, you know, player with 20 plus goals in the season. And I, and I like, I, I've liked Gio recently. He's, he's obviously upset me sometimes. He's, he's, I don't always feel like he's as sharp as he could be. Um, but recently he's been phenomenal. I, I wonder if he doesn't have the month he just came off of, if people are still talking about him as an MVP for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, definitely player, player of the week, player of the month for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not quite sure about about the MVP. I hope he wins. It's always nice. You know what? Galaxy I mean, hasn't won in a while. Yeah. I mean, there's two months, basically two months left in the season. I mean, who knows? He can, he can really go on, on a tear and, yeah. And you know, just like, and how, it's like, just like how an MLS late run goes, mm-hmm. he can make that late run and, and really change the minds of some people. And, it, and it's four weeks to the day. Like it was August 13th that, I, that, we, you know, starting this tally, mm-hmm. uh, and he's got seven goals in a month. It's really hard to, to throw shade on that. Yeah. It's just, it really it's is. hard to say, it's hard to say he's the best player of the season over a really good month, you know, while you were playing on a team that failed to win, uh, through for an entire month. Yeah. But also it's MLS where yeah. the most recent, you know, goals are going to be on, on, on their mind. So if, if he scores another seven, I mean, that's really oh, yeah. going to resonate with, with the the people who vote. He's, he I scores think. another seven over the next month. Uh, I, I think we win the supporter shield and I will be his biggest advocate for MVP. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so qu- quickly before we wrap up and get out of here, because I mean, who is for the love of God, who's still listening who's to us listening at this point? Now? 
My mom, uh, I, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely. My my mom, Erica, is listening to the first half of this, and yeah. then she's going to get frustrated and turn it off. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I want to do, um, we do it on Twitter uh, every time there is one. Um, today, uh, it was Brian Jordan's uh, 31st birthday. Um, happy birthday, BJ. Uh, fan favorite. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people, big fans of, of Brian Jordan. My, uh, I myself. We're, we're trying to get him on ABC's The Bachelor because so we think he'd be perfect for it. <laughs> but, uh, when, yeah, in between uh, shows, if ever there's a Galaxy player's birthday from the past, uh, we'll do our best to highlight him. Uh, and, you know, because once you're part of the team, you're, you're always a part of the team. So, yeah, even, happy birthday, Brian. Even the Alvaro Perez's and Eduardo Dominguez's of the team. Oh, yeah. If I can wish a happy birthday to Rude Hulet, I can wish a happy birthday to fucking anybody. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. All right, buddy, let's uh, let's call it quits on let's this. Let's wrap and- it up. All right, so we just want to give some uh, some information uh, with the squad, what's going on. Oh yeah, we have our online shop up and running. Hey, uh, it's all pre-orders stuff right now. We do have shirts, hoodies. Uh, we have a new scarf up for our fifteenth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Also, a new T-shirt with the 15th anniversary on there. Yeah, so if you guys I saw check that. that out. Um, all, you know, all proceeds go to getting Big Tony really drunk. You know, Big Tony likes his whiskey. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> or his, his aged, uh, his aged whiskey. There you go. I thought it was a Scotch drink. Or Scotch, whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I mean, I love you, Tony. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you go. You can go to LARiotSquad.org to to find that out. Uh, you can also follow the Riot Squad on Twitter, Facebook. Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram, all that uh, stupid millennial shit. Right. Uh, the Squadcast has its Twitter page, which, if you're listening to this, I assume you know already. But it is, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it just, it, it seems very likely if you're if you've managed to listen to us bullshit about nothing for an hour, uh, you're probably already following us on Twitter. But uh, we are at at Riot Squadcast. Um, it should be noted, and I guess we should have done this before. Obviously, any of the opinions expressed belong to myself and Ed, um, and and not anyone else in the Riot Squad. Uh, yeah, we all, just all of our stupid inane bullshit is just what we think and our opinions. That's it, one hundred percent. So, yeah. uh, I'm ready to get out of here, buddy. You good? Yeah. Uh, uh, one more thing: if you guys have any questions or you want us to, you know, um, talk about any topics, you can email us at riotsquadcast at gmail dot com. Or, oh, yeah. you know, send us a, a tweet or message at on Twitter at Riot Squadcast. Thank you, sir. All Beautiful. right, buddy. That was not so bad, was it? Our first one. Uh, the, the sixth time wasn't so bad. The first, I feel like the first five were awful, but the sixth one, smooth. Well, butter. you know what? We butter, did, very smooth. On our first take, that first 20 minutes was really good stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, no one is going to hear it. Yeah. Well, fuck them. What are you going to do? All right, there, buddy. Well, you know, that's it. All right. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you suck at this, Ed. Missing you, Jaime. 